This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. I want to thank each and every listener for making the Pro Football Scouting Podcast yet again the number one ranked sports podcast in all of America on iTunes yet again. You guys are much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Scout! Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. It is Friday or Saturday, whenever you're listening to it. I am here to break down all this weekend's action for you and give you my analysis on Thursday Night Football. Remember, um, every Wednesday is question and answer day. I do apologize I was not available this week. was actually starting a brand new job. Had a ton of other life stuff happening, but uh, those who I said I would answer your questions, hang tight. I will definitely get you on next Wednesday's show. So appreciate you guys. Keep sending the questions. And remember... Questions go to stevethescout81 at gmail.com. If you have the Anchor app, so when I record the podcast, I do it on a platform called Anchor. If you have the Anchor app, you could also send me a voice message on Anchor and ask the question that way. So um, that's every that's every Wednesday. I'll definitely get to you guys, the ones that I'm supposed to be answering this next Wednesday. Looking at Looking at Thursday Night Football and the New York Giants at home taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I had mentioned on a previous show that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk, you know, is it Eli Manning or the offensive line? And I think honestly, at this point, it's clearly both. Um, it's clearly a a variety of different things. Um, number one, um, I think the giants defense in a lot of ways gave up early in that game because they felt, they felt the giants were not going to move the ball. And I felt in a lot of ways, you know, they really, they really kind of gave up early in, in that game. Um, also defensively. Um, it was great to see Olivier Vernon back. He was he was great. He looked he looked he looked as good as he's looked at any point. Um, really good to see in his first game back. But outside of that, Giants typically they as usual they could not generate a pass rush, and they played way too much way too much soft zone coverage. You play that much soft zone on Carson Wentz, you're asking for trouble. So Carson Wentz was able to pick that apart. Um, he got the ball out of his hands. A lot faster than Eli Manning did. Threw the ball in there faster. Was more accurate. So I mean, there's no question right now. The Eagles clearly have have the better quarterback. And I do think I do think it's time that the Giants do have to start looking at looking at another quarterback. Um, you know, I was I still believe firmly that the Giants made the right move in getting Saquon Barkley because if you look at him tonight, he lo- he looked as athletic as any running back in the NFL early in the game. They were making comparisons with his playing style to Barry Sanders. So uh, Saquon Barkley, he had he had over 250 yards from scrimmage tonight. He looked absolutely incredible. The he has he has some of the best balance of any running back I've ever watched. It's really hard to get him off balance. You know that that part of his game and his cut moves it is definitely is reminiscent of Barry Sanders. So Saquon Barkley is is a special special talent. 
Um, and you could really say the Giants have arguably the best athlete in the NFL at the running back position, and they have the most athletic wide receiver because if you look at Odell as an athlete, he could throw the football, he can kick field goals, he, he could have been a world-class soccer player. I mean, they have two of the very best athletes in the NFL, but right now Eli Manning is, hol- is holding him back. I understand the receivers aren't getting separation. The Eagles cornerbacks did a good job. Um, the offense, you know, Eli is not getting a lot of time, but there are there are a lot of other quarterbacks that, uh, if you want to talk about making you know making lemonade out of lemons, there are other quarterbacks that that would do a better job than Eli Manning is doing with with the help and, and even 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 pass protection that he has right now. Um, Eagles just look like they're developing you know back into the team that they were to to a degree. Their you know their pass rush got going tonight, but you have to take it with a grain of salt because they went against. The Giants offensive line, who's not been very good. So the Giants, you know, they need to start looking at at, at other quarterbacks. Uh, in the next few weeks, I'm going to be start, you know, I'm going to be start taking a deeper look into the quarterback class of next year. I've already given you guys my scouting reports on Justin Herbert and Drew Locke, who uh, a number a number of people have as the top ranked quarterbacks out there. But I really can't say right now if I think those guys those guys are going to be the best. Giants season is over. But absolutely, you know, Saquon Barkley, you know, was was the best football player on the field that night. Great to see Olivier Vernon back. Uh, from a Giants standpoint, you know, they just they 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 just looked flat in, in all areas. Uh, even their secondary just didn't play well. Um, you know, Landon Collins. This is this has probably been his his worst season so far. So um, we'll see what happens. Right now, uh, I'd say their season's pretty much over. And I would say next week. Um, it's not a given that Eli Manning is going to start at quarterback. They may, you know, they may very well take a look at Kyle Oletta next week. Because at this point, you know, what do you have to lose? My personal opinion, uh, I think that you need enough arm strength to be a good NFL quarterback. You don't necessarily always need all the arm strength in the world, but you do have to have enough of it. I'm just not sure if he does. And taking a look at the Chargers visiting the Cleveland Browns. This is this is a matchup of what I believe are two good football teams. Despite the Browns' record, they have looked like a completely different team since Baker Mayfield has become the starting quarterback. In addition to that, Cleveland's defense continues to play better. Those guys are coached really well. Um, one of the things that I notice when I watch Cleveland's weekly film is that they group tackle so well, and those guys hit their assignments so well. They are such a disciplined defense right now. Joe Sherbert is a guy that stands out to me big time. He's been tremendous. So is so is Oban Joby. Miles Garrett uh, is one of the best defensive players in the N- in the NFL this year. I think you know he's just become Garrett's become a lot more of a technician this year. Um, Cleveland has the receivers. They have the running backs. You know they really are a good team. And you know rookie cornerback Denzel Ward has been absolutely amazing. He is he is a he is a fast twitch explosive athlete. That you know just has the athletic ability to really run with with virtually virtually any receiver. So um, I'm going to want to see you know um, the matchups really the matchup this weekend uh, between between Denzel Ward and Keenan Allen. I already think a few games into his career, Denzel Ward is looking like one of the best cornerbacks in in the NFL. Forget forget the interceptions. Just look just look at his actual play. I love watching Denzel Ward play. He, you know, when you watch him play, he he has the competitive fire all the all the time. Not only not only can he can he trail anyone, but in in addition to that, he is a great open field tackler. So um, they they really got themselves 
a hell of a player there at number four overall. Again, you know, people people talked about, oh, they should have drafted Bradley Chubb and whatnot. But I think, you know, at this point, you know, Denzel Ward has served his purpose. And that purpose was simply this. Lock down, lock down their number one receiver and allow, and allow our defense to get home on the quarterback. And he's done that so far. The one thing that concerns me for for the Browns is is schematically, you know, they do some things similar to the Raiders on defense. So um, the Chargers just were able to dominate them last week with with a lot with a lot of screen games. The one area I can see them winning a lot, uh, Los Angeles, is getting Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon involved in the screen game. I think if they start to do that and the and the Browns can't defend that, you know, it's going to be tough because. Um, you know, Denzel, Denzel Ward is great, but you got to remember that Los Angeles also has two true number one wide receivers. I would go with the Chargers in this one. Phillip Rivers is the veteran. Baker Mayfield's playing great, um, but Phillip Rivers right now is in the MVP conversation. I go with the Chargers in this one. But again, you know, the Browns um, are becoming a good football team. The Chargers offense um, has really settled in, as you'd expect it would. They, they're just loaded with talent there. Phillip Rivers is having his best year. Toss-up game between two good teams, but I'd have to go again with the Los Angeles Chargers. And the Seattle Seahawks and the Oakland Raiders travel to London to do battle. And where I think this game will be won is with the running game. Whoever whoever has a more dominant running attack is going to win this game. The Seattle Seahawks are getting great production out of Chris Carson. When, when they are utilizing him in their offense, their, their offense is functional. The Oakland Raiders, they need to get the ball to this man because he is returning to face his old team, the beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. Hello, Pete Carroll. It's beast mode. Did you miss me? <laughs> that seriously needs to stop. But in all seriousness, I, re- I really, I really do think this te- this game is going to be a battle of which which team which team has the more dominant running game. Neither neither of these teams, their offense is, is fully functional when they're relying just on their quarterback. To be honest, Russell Wilson doesn't have the help, and really, you know, Derek Carr, you know, it can't it can it can't all rest on his shoulders. So I want to see I want to see Marshawn Lynch get going in this game in a big way because historically you look at you look at Marshawn Lynch when he was with Seattle. Um, whenever whenever he was pounding the rock, it got it got that offense going and everything else was working well. They need to do the same thing this week. Seattle's gonna try to create that with Chris Carson. We'll see what happens. All right, previewing the Indianapolis Colts visiting the New York Jets. Let's 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 look at and break down both of these teams. At the quarterback position, Jets quarterback Sam Darnold Got off, got off to a great start. Was cold, and his last game, you know, he played, he played really good again, and and not really good in just in terms of stats. Just looked really good and really comfortable out there. One of the things that allowed Sam Darnold to be so comfortable is the Jets' zone running game, which I, I predicted is going to be one of the best running games in the NFL over the next few years. They have great coaching there, and they were able to get, they were able to eat up a lot of yardage on the ground between Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell. They had they had over 300 yards rushing. Uh, no player has had more big plays this year on the ground than than, than, I, than Isaiah than Isaiah Crowell, believe it or not. So um, that whole the whole running scheme they have there again it comes from the Alex Gibbs coaching tree. My favorite style of running, just because in that one um, you see the offensive line playing as a group. You're seeing a lot you're seeing a lot more double teams and and historically if you look at zone run offenses they seem to be in my opinion the ones that have the most success in the NFL. So, um I think I think the Jets are also going to win this game defensively. 
T.Y. Hilton, solid receiver for the Colts, but still overall the Colts receivers are not getting separation. Uh, Andrew Luck's playing well, but they're not getting the separation. They're not allowing him to complete to complete the big passes downfield. Um, what to, what the Colts really need is they need they need a big game from Eric Ebron. He started to step up this year. He's he's grown into a much better player. Um, but I think um, the New York Jets defense is gonna win, is gonna win this game for them. Number one, cornerback Morris Claiborne has been really good this year. He's been really good. He has been their best cornerback they've had since Darrell Rivas leaving. Absolutely. Um, he does not get enough credit for how for how he's been this year. I like Steve McClendon up front. Um, Jamal Adams is, is a true alpha safety. So um, I just believe that the Jets have a, have a better defense. They'll be able to control this game on the ground again. They'll make Andrew Luck one-dimensional, and that's, and that's how they'll win this football game. So moving on to um, the, Mi- the Miami Dolphins taking on the Chicago Bears. Look, um, I think the Dolphins are going to have a really long afternoon because Ryan Tannehill, he's been getting pressured a lot more lately. Dolphins started off playing well, but they've but the pressure's been getting home lately. That that offensive line got dominated in the trenches last week by Geno Atkins and the Cincinnati Bengals. Not just Geno Atkins, but really along the entire offensive line. Uh, you know, Lar- Laramie Tunsil not healthy. So I mean, you know, they're gonna have they're gonna have some issues here, and they just don't have, in my opinion, right now, the personnel to be able to handle a guy like Khalil Mack um, and and the other guys that Chicago has up front. So. Um, I just see this. I just see this being a game that Chicago is going to force Miami into a, into a lot of bad plays, um, and Ryan Tannehill is going to throw a few interceptions. He's going to get pressure. Um, I just see the Bears winning this one. They also, they also, in my opinion, definitely have the more complete offense. I think Mitch Trubisky is the better quarterback. They have, they have, in my opinion, the better receivers, the better running backs. So I like, I like the Chicago Bears in this one. Bengals taking on the Steelers. This is this is gonna this is gonna be a good one on a number of levels. Quarterback play. I believe Andy Dalton and Ben Roethlisberger right now, in terms of quarterback play, they're about on the same level. Ben Roethlisberger, his chemistry with Antonio Brown has gotten better as the season went along. We saw a lot of that stuff where, you know, Antonio Brown was frustrated and, and voiced his frustration. But the more you look, you're seeing that Ben Roethlisberger is still playing great. He's getting into a good rhythm with Antonio Brown. He just he just anticipates so well what he's going to do, and Antonio Brown will kill you because when that ball is coming down, he knows how, he knows how to separate from the defender as well as any wide receiver in the NFL. But when you when you look at when you look at Cincinnati, Andy Dalton's has become a far better quarterback. That offense is so much more functional now under Bill Lazor. The Bengals have creative play calling. Their offense is night and day different than what it was last year. They have they have Joe Mixon back. Joe Mixon is going to be involved in this game. We already saw his impact as a receiver last week. And the Bengals they have more than they have more than just they have more than just AJ Green right now. Tyler Boyd um, had a great preseason, and in the regular season he's been proven to be so valuable in the slot. He can he can beat you deep. He can beat you with the, with his short area quickness. Tyler Boyd's becoming one of one of the best you know number two options in the NFL. He's certainly been one of the best this year. So you know the Bengals, the Bengals can beat you in a lot of different ways. They have they have much more creative play calling. But when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers have two have two great receivers. They have a running back, James Conner, who's playing well. Uh, they P- Pittsburgh, what they typically use are counter runs, and just James Conner runs it really well. You got to remember that that I think the best part of this game is gonna is gonna be the battle in the trenches between the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line and the Bengals defensive line. 
It's Pittsburgh. They have a they have a great offensive line. They have some true studs up there. And when you look at Cincinnati, they won that football game last week by taking over on the defensive line in the second half and dominating that game. So that is going to be a war in the trenches. These teams are two. These 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 teams are two teams that are pretty evenly matched. It's it's tough to go with one, but my gut tells me the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this one. Teamwork on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know if I've seen a team that is that has played better as a unit, as a team, than, than the Los Angeles Rams. From their offensive line to their wide receivers and how their wide receivers block and do, and do all the dirty work. And honestly, that offense just plays with a lot of passion. You take wide receiver Cooper Cup. That guy, that guy is competitive as hell. Um, he's he's not he's not the, he's an undersized wide receiver, not the biggest guy. He's fi- he's physically outmatched, but he just wants it more than the other guy. And you're seeing that in the entire Rams team. Everything everything is everything is gelling for them. Jared Goff is arguably the league MVP at this point. Todd Gurley having having another huge year, and just everyone's contributing. Brandon Cooks has been just as good as advertised, and honestly, he's been better. Cooper Cup has continued to develop. Robert Woods is is a phenomenal route runner, and the Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue experiment it's work it's working really well. Marcus Peters is coming back, so I just I just don't think Denver is matched is matched up to win this one. The Rams are all about the big play, and the Broncos have had a hard time defending it. Rams have generated a lot of big plays. The Broncos have have let a lot of them happen. It looks it looks like to me just. As a as a unit, their secondary is not playing good right now. Uh, I do think that Bradley Chubb, although maybe some people will say his rookie year has been so far a little quieter than what people have expected, but you got to realize he's been asked to do a lot of different things in that defense that he was not doing in college. But I see Bradley Chubb coming along very well, and he's he's starting to look really good. I think as the season goes on, you're going to really see. Um, you know, a big, uh, a big burst out for for Bradley Chubb. But if you look at the Rams, they're just a better football team. They play better as a unit. They're gonna, they're going to win this game in the trenches. Uh, I think I think their DBs are going to take on their receivers, um, and just they are a big play team, which Denver has has trouble stopping. So definitely like the Rams in this one, going undefeated at six and L. Redskins versus the Panthers. This is an ex- this is an exciting one. Because Alex Smith is one of the best of the NFL at reading and picking apart defenses, he really is. Does not get a good, does not get enough credit for that. And Luke Keekley is the best middle linebacker at the game at picking apart what the quarterback is going to do. So that that is going to be a matchup I want to see. One thing that is going to help the Washington Redskins is they need they need to be physical in this game. Up front, the Redskins' offensive line is hurting. Trent Williams knee issue, Brandon Sheriff knee issue. Um, they were, you know, that offensive line was not playing as good as usual last week, and you know, a part of that is that you know they have had a number of guys playing hurt. But um, if you look at if you look at the Redskins, one way they can get more physical is by getting Adrian Peterson involved in this game. He's back at practice. The Panthers have a have a physical front seven, and and if they if the Redskins really want to have a chance at winning this game, they got to get the rock to Adrian Peterson and run this game through him. Um, keep Luke keep Luke Keegley and Thomas Davis off guard. Allow things to open up for Alex Smith. That is how that is how the Redskins can win. I think the Panthers for them the keys to success are this: is get Christian McCaffrey involved involved in your receiving game. He can run between the tackles, but he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a hard time doing it against Washington's defensive line. They're too good there. Get him involved in the screen game. Allow Cam Newton to be physical. If you looked at Cam Newton last week versus the Giants, 
Cam's physical presence is a big reason why they won that game. He'll want to do the same thing this week. Get Christian McCaffrey involved in the screen game. Be creative Be creative with your play calling. You've got a great wide receiver, young guy in TJ Moore. Um, this, game could, this game could go either way, but at this point, I would say my money is on the Carolina Panthers. And moving on to the game featuring the Texans taking on the Bills. This, this is going to be an interesting one. Both teams are developing a very strong pass rush for the Houston Texans. J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney are playing at are playing at their full potential right now. J.J. Watt's leading the league in sacks. Jadavion Clowney's coming along. He he looked completely unblockable last week. Went against one of the best tackles in the NFL. Some people will say the best left tackle in Tyron Smith, and uh, he was he was dominant. So I mean, it's you know what these what these guys bring to the table and the pressure they're going to bring to Josh Allen. I think it's going to make it very difficult on him. Josh Allen has proven yet. Yes, he's a great athlete. He can he can he can get out of the pocket, but ultimately the pass rush that he's going to see it's going to throw him off his game too much. Whereas Deshaun Watson, he's going to be he's going to be facing a good pass rush as well. Deshaun Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of the Houston Texans, he's going against Buffalo's front line. Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes is one of the most capable speed rushers on the edge in the NFL. Lorenzo Lorenzo Alexander, old guy, but playing his best football right now. They have they have Kyle Williams still still playing at a high level. Tremaine Edmonds has come in as the middle linebacker. He's able he's able to drop into coverage and do a variety of different things. Uh, they just have and even even the rookie Harrison Phillips has been dominant. They just have a lot of options up there up there. A lot of ways to get after the quarterback, but. Deshaun Watson has been deadly outside of the pocket, and he he, in my opinion, will do it again against this defense. I know that I know they're good. I think the Houston Texans are starting to become a better team right now, and I see them winning this game over the Buffalo Bills. Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both team both teams have offenses that can move the ball. Both teams have suspect defenses that have been big liabilities in coverage. When I look at this game, Look at the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan, every single game, has continued to get more in sync with his receivers. Um, right now, he just has he just has a great chemistry with with Calvin Ridley. That has been really impressive. How fast that has come along. Steve Sarkeesian has has that offense working. Whereas Jameis Winston, this is this is going to be his first game back. He may he may not have OJ Howard, and he certainly doesn't have a reliable run game to go to. Tampa Bay, they still they've still had is- they've still had issues getting after the quarterback this year. Uh, I believe they've improved that from last year, but they're still they're still not getting home. Falcons are missing Deion Jones. It's it's hurting them so badly in coverage. Uh, both teams secondaries have been liabilities. So uh, I think this is going to be a shootout. But I do see the Atlanta Falcons winning just because I do believe that Falcons offense is more in sync right now. The Minnesota Vikings have one of the most talented defenses in the NFL, from Daniil Hunter to Sheldon Richardson, to Linval Joseph, to Eric Kendricks up the middle, to Harrison Smith in the back end, to Harrison Smith in the back end at safety. And at cornerback, they have Trey Waynes, an emerging cornerback, Xavier Rhodes, one of the best man-to-man cover corners in the NFL, and Mike Hughes, a guy who I said was going to be a major steal in this year's NFL draft, and he's starting to come into his own. You're going to see more of Mike Hughes, and you're going to see him develop. And I think the Minnesota Vikings defense... Has fi- has finally come alive. 
Uh, I see, you know, Josh Rosen, certainly that offense is, is going to be moving better with him than it was Sam Darnold. But still, I think I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to get pressure. As I've mentioned before, Josh Rosen's a good Josh Rosen is is a good quarterback. He he needs a lot of improvement in terms of sensing pressure. I saw him get hit a lot in college, and he just was not the top quarterback I'm on my list for a few reasons, and one of them was his pocket awareness. On the other hand, you look at the Minnesota Vikings offense. Kirk Cousins playing playing tremendous. John D. Filippo has has that offense humming. Dalvin Cook is coming back. Adam Thielen, I think it's his fourth straight game over 400 yards. Again, him and Stefan Diggs are are arguably, you know, the best, you know, you could say arguably, you know, the best or at least in that conversation of the best duo of wide receivers in the NFL. I think some guys like Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, you might rank a little bit higher, but, you know, they have some, they have some great receivers there. Dalvin Cook is gonna is coming back. That guy is so explosive through the hole. Once he gets going, um, you know he he really makes a big difference for that offense. Just just overall, I like the Vikings in this game. They're gonna give Josh Rosen more pressure than he's ready to handle. I think that's how they're gonna win this one, along with being physical with Dalvin Cook and those good receivers. And the Dallas Cowboys America's team is taking on the best defense in the NFL, Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to be a tough game for Dallas to win. Dallas has not been good at the point of the attack on the offensive line this year. Jacksonville is maybe the best in the league. Calais, Calais Campbell is getting home. Yannick Ngakwe is getting home. Dante Fowler is getting after the quarterback. You have you have Miles Jack and, and Telvin Smith, two of the best sideline-to-sideline side linebackers in the game. They have enough firepower there to win at the point of the attack neutralize Ezekiel Elliott, and if they force Dak to throw, who's he going against? Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye, the best cornerback combination in the NFL. To be honest, um, you could you could really say that A.J. is actually a better technical quarterback than Jalen Ramsey. I think Jalen Ramsey wins with his length and athleticism, but A.J. Boye might be the most technically sound cornerback in the NFL. Uh, I just don't see Dallas having a chance in this one. And so, my friends... We come to our game of the week at a cold, cold Sunday at Foxborough, Massachusetts. The New England Patriots will host the Kansas City Chiefs in a battle of two top offenses at Gillette Stadium. But let me ask you, is it true what they say? Is Gillette the best a man can get? Stay tuned for the answer as well as more puzzling riddles from someone who is not Steve the Scout. All right, so this is the big heavyweight matchup of the week. Kansas City Chiefs going against the New England Patriots. Possible we could see this one in the AFC Championship. Here's, here's what I think this game comes down to. Time of possession. Both of these teams have high-powered offenses, um, I don't. I don't believe New England's defense can do much against against Patrick Mahomes. I believe you know they'll they'll scout him as well as they do, but I just don't think they have the firepower on defense to really deal with that offense. Uh, and the same thing goes either way. I mean, I expect this to be a high scoring game. So what is going to be key for both teams is getting their run game involved and keeping the other defense off the field. New England Patriots running back Sonny Michelle was one of the 10 players that I said would be a home run pick in this last year's NFL draft. After getting off to a shaky start, he's really he's really coming on strong. He is a pure downhill runner, doesn't do a bunch of fancy stuff, but he is a pure downhill runner and has allowed the Patriots to be a lot more versatile on offense. 
offense. Patriots also have James White as a receiving back, so they do have that dual threat there. And then if you look at Kansas City, Kareem Hunt, um, you know, they have him as well. So uh, I really think it's going to come down to time of possession, um, and whoever wins that and keep, can keep the other team off the field, I think is going to come away with the victory on Sunday when you watch the New England Patriots host the Kansas City Chiefs. And we got the Ravens taking on the Titans. Both of these teams have had underwhelming offenses. The Ravens have been mixing things up, so they've actually been taking Joe Flacco out of the game in key situations, bringing in Lamar Jackson. Marcus Mariota, he's been going through a hand injury. He's been battling through it, but he just doesn't look like he's 100% right now. I think right now, Joe Flacco is is the better bet at the quarterback position. You know, it's really, um, you know, I think one of the things that's really hurt that's really hurt Tennessee's offense is they expected to get a lot more out of Derrick Henry. He has, he has not been productive as a back this year. If they can get him productive and get him involved in the game, it's, it's going to, it's going to help them tremendously. If not, uh, I think right now, Baltimore is the more potent offense. And I think that'll be the difference come Sunday. Monday night football on the pro football scouting podcast. Excited to bring that to you. So we have, the Washington Redskins, I'm sorry, the San Francisco 49ers taking on taking on the Green Bay Packers. Um, San Francisco 49ers, you know, they are making they are making great use of their offense considering they don't have Jimmy Garoppolo there. Last week I really thought they should have won that game if not for turnovers. They should have won. They won that game in the trenches. The 49ers offensive line's playing well. Joe Staley's still playing at a high level. Young rookie Mike McGlinchey has been very good so far and um they're getting they're getting a lot of um, they're getting a lot of value out of tight end George Kittle. They've been lining him up all over the field and really been making it very hard for defenses to cover him. Um, 49ers have, have a fullback called Juszczyk, and what has been really impressive about, about him is that typically nowadays, like you don't teams don't want to use teams don't want to use fullbacks if they're just going to be a blocker. You have 11 guys in the field. You need every single guy to be able to make an athletic contribution. He's, a, he's actually been catching a lot of balls for them out of the backfield this year, running routes. So um, it's nice to see a team utilize the fullback the way San Francisco does. Um, look, Kyle, you know Kyle Shanahan. He has he has he has a he has a great play caller, and I think regardless of not having Jimmy Garoppolo, they're still they're still a good football team. C.J. Beathard is better than what pe- than what people give him credit for, but ultimately. The Green Bay Packers have Aaron Rodgers. That that really does make the difference at the end of the day. His wide receivers are stepping up. He's having better chemistry with him. You have Aaron Jones back. Those those young cornerbacks, I think they're going to kind of continue to develop. I like Green Bay in this one simply because their quarterback is so much better. But San Francisco has great play calling, and they'll get very far considering the personnel that they have on the field. And that wraps things up for today. So remember, every Wednesday you guys have questions Email me, stevethescout81 at gmail.com. You can send me a voice message on Anchor. I'll be back with you guys late Sunday night after a Sunday night football to break down all the weekend's action only the way I can. This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast signing off. And so it has been written. The pregame analysis for every week six matchup only here on the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Join us back Sunday night, same scout time, same scout channel. Ha 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 ha!